Today on Robro Sports Facts, Yankees AAA broadcaster Adam Giardino, affectionately known as Adam G. Adam is also a former UConn student and presently their football sideline reporter. Welcome to today's episode, recorded August 26, 2020. Robro Sports Facts. Every episode is packed with information put together by one of our newest podcasters on the scene, Rowan, aka Robro. Tune in weekly for a special guest where Robro asks specific questions about their career in addition to opinions of great sports events. Also, look out for the Player of the Week that comes from the LJ8 Sports YouTube channel for card pack openings. Thank you for tuning in. Hi, nice to see you on my on another episode of Robo Sports Facts. Good to see you, Rowan. How are you? Yeah, great. Very so, good. What is your job? So I am a, I'm a sports broadcaster, so I do play-by-play for um, the scranton Wilkes-Barre Rail Riders, Yankees AAA affiliate in Scranton, Pennsylvania. And um, I also do college athletics, so some uh, Division I schools in New England. Um, my alma mater is UConn, so I work for them, but I also work for Harvard, Northeastern, Holy Cross, Providence College, Brown University. I work for uh, a number of different places. How are you involved with UConn sports? I do the football sideline, so I do their IMG Learfield radio broadcast. I do football sideline reporting for them. Of course, when they have a season, UConn football's canceled 2020, so mm-hmm. we're on to 2021. But uh, when they have games, I do that. And I do play-by-play and um, some fill-in stuff for men's ice hockey for UConn and for women's basketball. I've done some games. Knowing that some of the best teams are out, I don't know how they're going to do the top 25 because it's just like, there's a bunch of Big Ten teams in there and stuff, and it's like, you, you can't have them. So it's like, how did we set it up when they made that list before knowing this would happen? Correct. Yeah, no, it's uh, it's interesting. It's going to be a big, big shakeup and a lot, of, a lot of interesting things to see how this all plays out. And obviously schools are still canceling classes as we record this. So um, there's a lot that needs to get resolved. Now, how are you involved with the Yankees? As I mentioned, I'm their broadcaster in AAA, so actually for five years I was with the AA Trenton Thunder, and then uh, 2018-2019, and then this would have been my third year with them. But uh, yeah, I do play-by-play, I call all 140 games at AAA and get to ride the buses, do that late overnight bus ride stuff with them, and uh, it's it's a grind, but it's fun. Now can you tell me a bit about the Black Broadcaster Scholarship thing you do? Yeah, that got started a couple of months ago where um, with everything that's been going on in the country, uh, all the different protests that I think it was incumbent upon us, uh, you know, you and I were a couple of white guys that are talking sports. And um, I don't think that, you know, when you look around the, the sports broadcasting landscape, 
that there just aren't a lot of black broadcasters. And in fact, in minor league baseball, out of 160 teams, there's one. Um, in major league baseball, there are two. So, you know, why is that? Why, why with over 200 jobs, um, do we have three black broadcasters currently calling games in baseball and other sports? You know, you look at Division One um, FBS football with 120 teams, and there are no black play-by-play broadcasters for any of those radio broadcasts. Um, so it needs to change, and uh, it was as good a time as any to attack this and uh, and do it when it was top of mind for a lot of people. Okay, now who do you think are the top three batters on the Yankees now? Uh, the top three hitters for the Yankees, uh, Glaber Torres, Aaron Judge. Um, hmm, who would I go with that third spot? I, I feel like for that third spot, I mean, Giancarlo Stanton's been incredible this year, obviously injured again, but when he's when he's in there, he shows how, how big of a force he can be. He is a big force, and for the Orioles, he's a horrible player to play against. I mean, like, the opposite of him would be Gary Sanchez, who doesn't even know how to hit, pretty much. He's, he's probably... The opposite, it shows how bad he can be in that they don't even have a good catcher. It was just the opposite for the Orioles because they have a tandem of two catchers and then they have an emergency backup catcher, which their starting catcher is day to day, which shows like the Orioles still have a catcher no matter what. Now let's move on to who do you think are the top of the Yankees pitchers now? So Garrett Cole's got to be up there. Uh, he's got to be at the top of the list. I mean, Araldis Chapman's only pitched one game. Uh, he's been injured, but I still think he's just a, one of the best to ever close out games in baseball. Um, and that third spot, I think I'm going to go with Chad Green's having a great year, but I still think Zach Britton's career speaks for itself. So I'm going to go with Britton. Um, Chapman, Britton, and, uh, and Garrett Cole. Yeah, I mean, Britton is a nice one to pick because... Because he's done good, no matter what team he's been on. He's been into the playoffs with the Orioles. He got traded to the Yankees, which in my opinion, that that was not a good trade to make because it was rival to rival. It's kind of like the Big Ruth trade, which I found out the only reason that that happened is because them needed money, money for for Broadway play, which makes no sense. You would just trade him and then get money for a Broadway play and horrible street just for needing money for a play that didn't even do well in Broadway. Who do you think are the top three batters of all time for the Yankees? All time, but you said all time for the Yankees? Yeah. Hmm. Let's see. Well, they've got plenty to pick from. I guess, uh, Let's see, uh, Babe Ruth, Mickey Mantle, and Joe DiMaggio. Can you get, I mean, there aren't too many teams that get to boast a trio like that. So those those are my yeah. three for the Yankees. Yeah, I mean, when you think about it, like, yeah, it's like, it's like the, the, the Orioles, like they have a one-man show for a while. It went with Calkin Jr. He's pretty much the equivalent of one of them, if not a little better, because he found ways to never get injured, if you think about it. And next, who do you think are the top three Yankees pitchers of all time? Three Yankee pitchers of all time. Uh, the wins leader is Whitey Ford. Got to go with him. Uh, the best closer of all time is Mariano Rivera. You've got to go with him. Mm, beyond that... I'm gonna go with Andy Pettit. I think Pettit is somebody that, you know, 
if his career was broken up among a bunch of different teams, you wouldn't say he's one of the best ever, but just because he did 90% of his damage with the Yankees in pinstripes, the longevity factor, I'm, I'm saying that Pettit is, uh, is number three for me and just being recency bias as well. Yeah, I mean, when you think about it, it's just like Lee Smith, he came from the Orioles to the Yankees. Like the Orioles, like they get rid of good players. They got rid of like a good pitcher now in Zach Brandon, and they got rid of Lee Smith. So the Orioles and Yankees, like they've traded a bit and the players still seem to do good on the Yankees. Now let's move on. How do you think the top 25 will be different this year? Because there'll be all these good teams not playing. It's it's going to be conference by conference. I mean, you know, I wonder how many of these teams that are in the top 25 are going to even be playing by the time the year is over. Um, the SEC, we're seeing a lot of flare-ups at these campuses, and they've got to make a decision on student safety uh, and how that affects the football teams. And, you know, I think we're going to run into situations like we're running into in Major League Baseball where teams – the night before, two nights before a game, they're getting tested and all of a sudden they find out that they've got, you know, it's not a baseball team with 25 players and five test positive, it's a football team with 150 players and staff and 25 are gonna test positive. So I think we're gonna run into a lot of that and I don't know how that's gonna all get resolved. And then, yeah, what do you do if a team can't play for a couple of weeks? How does that affect the the top 25? It's gonna be uncharted territory this year. Yeah. Who do you think will be the top four college football teams this year? Boy, that is, that's a tough question. Just, uh, again, it's because I think there's so much in the air with these conferences. Um, and, you, you know, you, you look at the preseason rankings, right, for college football, and it's Clemson, Ohio State, Alabama, Georgia. Again, I would be shocked if all four of those teams finished their seasons. I mean, that's just the way that we're heading right now with uh, the pandemic. So it's, it's hard to say who I think is going to finish the year in the top four and make the college football playoff because I don't know which of these schools are even going to finish the season. Now, who do you think will win the World Series? You know, uh, I think that this is all shaping up nicely for the Yankees in that they've got a, lot, a ton of injuries. They've already done their damage. And the injuries are uh, minor in a sense. Um, and so I think that they can, they've won enough games already, the expanded postseason, where they can now just sit back and focus on getting their guys healthy and making sure that the team that got them their hot start, that won them all them game, all won them all those games right out of the gate, that it's ready to go when the postseason rolls around. So I, I am thinking that the Yankees are going to have a real chance, especially when you've got Garrett Cole being able to throw what he does. Okay, and for my second question, I ask everybody, who do you think will win the Super Bowl? The Super Bowl? You know, honestly, it's I, I'm in the same position with college football. Is I The NFL doesn't have a bubble set up. They, uh, It's going to be, it's wait and see for me. It really is going to be wait and see. Um, you know, uh, the teams that had success last year are returning basically all of it. I'd love to see a guy like Lamar Jackson take care of business with his athleticism and his ability to be electric. You know, the, the country fell in love with Patrick Mahomes last year in the Super Bowl and during the postseason. And um, Jackson has an equally electric skill set. We'll see. We'll see if that's the guy um, to get the job done. But I, I guess right now, 
that would be who I'm leaning for. Now we're going to move on to my Michael Irvin player profile I'm going to be doing. I pulled him in a video from my YouTube channel, LJHSports, and and his full name is Michael Jerome Irvin, and he goes by Playmaker. He is 6'2", 207 pounds, and was born March 5th. 1966 in Florida. He had 159 games, average of 128, 175 receptions, 11,904 yards, and 65 TDs. Do you think 65 TDs is a good stat for a Hall of Fame wide receiver? Yeah, I mean, a guy that played a decade, and yeah, it seems, yeah, the, the numbers speak for themselves, I think. And he played from 1985 to 1987 at Miami, Florida, where there's been a bunch of like good players that come out of it. Ed Reed is one of them, who is probably one of the best Ravens defensive backs and one of my favorite Ravens defensive backs out there. And also he played from 1988 to 99 for the Cowboys, where there was in five purples, 91, 92, 93, 94, 95, and 91, he made all pro. He made first team, but then second team All-Pro for 92-93. He was in three Super Bowls, XXVII and then XXVIII and XXX. Do you think making three Super Bowls is a top-notch thing for a player to wish for? Yeah, I think, you know, three Super Bowls, I, I, when, I'm, when I'm trying to figure out if a guy's supposed to go into the Hall of Fame, especially a wide receiver, Super Bowls are part of it but it's not the main thing for me it's how you can if you perform and you're the best wide receiver for a decade in the nfl and you never make the postseason there are so many things that go into winning football games beyond just you so you can be a spectacular individual player um, not win any super bowls but obviously being on those great teams certainly helps his case yeah i mean he was the 1992 pro bowl mvp and he got into the 1990s all decade team, which which when you say he went a full decade, he actually was one of the best for the decade. Which American Football Debates.fandom.com shows that on in one of their pages. And then he made the 2007 Hall of Fame that year. And now he's an analyst for NFL Network, which he's using his knowledge for football only. TV station, which isn't good because he gets to be with some other football players. Do you think player going from the NFL to to NFL Network is a good move? If it's something you're passionate about, there, you know, I mean, how many NFL players retire every year? Dozens, dozens, and dozens retire, and you, you know, there aren't that many opportunities. So if uh, if you're one of the people that gets to do that and you've got the personality and you can make it work absolutely but you know there are 100 guys every year that it doesn't work for so uh you know take what you can get now we're going to move on to the next thing so we have today's birthday shout out let's go to james Harden, the basketball player and chris Pine, the actor. Also, in sports history today, the Phillies 
walked 17 Dodgers in one game in the year of 1903, which thinking about it, do you think 17 walks in 1903 is too many walks since the game was still becoming a big game back then? Yeah, I mean, you know, it's, I, I think you you do need to take the, the context of the time, the era, and all that. Um, but it's always fun to look at numbers and, and try to compare them and see, you know, how things can, can be different. Well, thanks for being on my podcast. Absolutely, Rowan. Uh, thank you for, uh, thanks for having me. You're welcome. Bye. References for the Player of the Week, Michael Irving, provided by SportsReferences.com, ProFootballReferences.com, AmericanFootballDatabase.Fandom.com, and NFL.com. Robro Sports Facts would like to thank those who helped create the podcast and those that helped put it on every week. Thank you to editor Sherry, sound engineer John, executive producer Hannah, 